Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is BudPod186. 186? Yeah. Um, 186... Tory party, make your picks. Very nice. It's, we are live podding during during the the final moments of the um, race to get on the ballot for Tory party leader mm-hmm. and prime minister of these United Kingdoms. Um, it's very exciting. It's between Rishi Sunak. Um, and Penny Mordant. Penny is far behind. She says she's got a lot of MPs back in her. They need. They each need a hundred to get on the ballot to go to the members' vote. Tory party members, the biggest fucking lunatics in the country, <laughs> who seem intent on destroying the nation that they apparently love. I don't know why. Um, and the Tory party seems intent on giving them a vote on everything. Um, but it looks like it hopefully won't come to that. And. Rishi will just will be the only one with over a hundred member MP nominations, and will just become prime minister this afternoon. Pierre, dare we? Dare we stand a short king? <laughs> and people are surprised to find out how short he is because he looks tall. He's thin, and he dresses well. It's it's one of my biases, Pierre. It's the it's a halo effect. Mm-hmm. He's handsome. He's well dressed. Ergo, in our minds, he must be tall, but he's not. He's small. He's a little mathematical man. He's a little finance man, and um, he's itty bitty Rishi. Itty bitty dishy Rishi. <laughs> yes, he's well, an itty bitty dish. He's he he wouldn't be out of place at, in a tapas restaurant, Pierre, because yeah. he's a little dish. <laughs> We should clarify, the reason that we're saying that Penny Morden's in the running is because we're recording half an hour before we find out if she actually has the MPs or not. She might not. She might not. It's looking pretty desperate. Yeah. She's, um, she's, she's lifting up sofa cushions looking for MPs under there. <laughs> uh, of course, last night, uh, Boris Johnson pulled out of a leadership race. He cut short his holiday in Bermuda to attend. Very funny. Very funny to abandon a family holiday in Bermuda to make one last go at stroking your ego and destroying the country further and find that you don't actually have enough support to do it. And so now he's come back from holiday for nothing. It's good stuff. I bet Carrie is thrilled. Yes, I think on the long list of things she could be annoyed at him about... This is probably the worst after all the really bad stuff that's the top 20. Yes. Oh, this is... I mean... But part, part of my thinking when he was almost maybe going to do it was... Surely Carrie's not going to let him do this. Surely not. Surely she's had enough. I think if Boris was the kind of person who could take into account what his wife wanted... 
he would not be Boris Johnson. But isn't the whole thing about Carrie like she's like the one who can actually can actually hold his reins a little? I mean, maybe until she's not. God maybe. knows. Yeah. It's but anyway, very very funny. Um, and though it's unlikely to be the end of the last major thing Boris Johnson does in British politics, hopefully mm. it is because it's a. Uh, he deserves to go out not with a bang but a whimper. And Lord knows he likes a bang. Yes, yes. Well, we saw the temporary return of sort of jokes like uh, final season of the UK bleh, with uh, jokes about Boris Johnson pulling out. Um, yes, uh, first time ever Boris Johnson has pulled out of anything. Except he hasn't. Except he pulled out. he's pulled out of a Tory leadership contest before, hasn't he? Yeah. So it's not even the first time he's pulled out of a Tory leadership contest. Can we, can we do... Know your stuff. Be as obsessed... <laughs> With this, as I am, please. Can can we please do better when it comes to making fun of Boris Johnson and maybe focusing less on cum and hair? Those seem to be the two <laughs> areas of humor people go for. He comes a lot, and his hair's weird. Yes, we know. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, those are his two most defining characteristics, hair yeah. and cum. But... There is more to the man, too. Don't forget how evil he is, for example. Don't, don't forget his many, many <laughs> lies and his evil his deeds. His lies and how violent he is. Yes, and, and yeah, crude and stupid in so many ways. Um, so all-round bad egg. All-round a bad egg. I was so thrilled. It was such an alien feeling to open up a BBC News notification and go, Yes! I can't remember the last time that happened, but it happened last night when I saw that he was not running. Yeah. Yeah, and and well still he got a dangerous it, amount of support. I mean, my god, the, uh, yeah. the 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 team was there ready, but uh next time. But but the interesting thing is the people who have who did publicly back him have now kind of screwed themselves because they've outed themselves as people dumb, careeristic and gullible enough to back him again this time. So now everyone knows who those people are. Is there, the whole thing is a real interesting case in game theory, right? It's literally the prisoner's dilemma of, you know, if I if I back Boris and he wins, then I'm then I've got a good job. If I back Boris and he doesn't, then I'm in the shit. I don't know though, because the membership but, like Boris and loads of people in the party do. So I don't think it'll be held against them. I don't think loads of people in the party do anymore. I think they know that he's toxic. I think they know they, that he's No, they did the poll. That's why people said that if it went to the members, he would win. Oh, the because... members, yeah. but the, the, Exactly. No, no, no. The, but the, I think the Tory party now, anyone sensible in the Tory party is not thinking about what the members want because there's a general election coming in at least January 2025. Sure, but if you're an MP and you know that your district is like full of Boris lunatics, then you need those guys to be activists for you. You actually need them. So it would be good for you to say that you want Boris back. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, B Boris's approval in, in, with the members is the highest it will be among any group in the country. And it's still at about... I mean, it's high. It'll be about sixty, what sixty, seventy percent, something like that. Oh, look, it's 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 not like but, a. It, but if we're talking like in terms of just completely, well, if we're talking in the terms that the Tories are, which is completely internal, navel gazing, self obsessed psychodrama, then, you know. Mm, mm, Imagine if Rishi can't I, pass a budget. Imagine if he can't pass the Halloween budget, and then he collapses, and then Boris comes back again from presumably another holiday somewhere nice. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, but the, uh, well, I think the important thing to remember is that now that is between 
Rishi Sunak and Penny Mordaunt, we have the choice of two absolute slamming hotties. And that <laughs> is something this country can be proud of. Yeah, it's rare for the British politics, uh, British political system to produce anyone that doesn't look a bit odd. Yeah. Whereas Rishi and Penny are... They make me they make me do cartoon wolf eyes. <laughs> Both of them. Anytime I see a picture of Rishi Sunak or Penny Morden, I do big cartoon wolf eyes. Yeah. They bounce out of my head and I leap off the ground for a bit. And you have to hit yourself in the head with that big medicinal hammer. <laughs> um Yeah, they're both fit though. Um I think there's, they're both really there's fair. An argument. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's an argument I've heard said before that um, because of how often this happens, that the next prime minister is just chosen by the country's maddest fuckers in the form of the Tory party membership, that if you, if no matter what your views are, like even if you are like a card carrying communist, you should just join the Tory party because you'll get more input into who's running the country than even just voting every election. This is it, and I have considered joining the um, joining the Conservative Party in the last few years just so that I can pick the Prime Minister, which seems to be something the Tory Party members get to do once every three months. But at the same time, <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to come to peace with the fact that you're donating funds to the Tory Party. That's true. That's true. But that's, maybe, t- that's that's how they get you. It'd be good if it'd be it'd be funny if just like enough mad madly left wing by their standards people just joined i mean how would that affect all the stump speeches it would they wouldn't know what to do they'd be like well yeah but i mean the the tory party are at least cunning enough to instill a rule that you have to be a member for three months or six months in order before you are before you are allowed to cast a vote whereas what the labor party did when uh jeremy corbyn ran for labor leader the first time was there was no uh, minimum time at all so you could you could join the labor party and vote for jeremy corbyn straight away which is something that a lot of right-wing people did to fuck the labor party oh really yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a thing like a bunch of uh tories bought a labor membership and voted for jeremy corbyn and then quit oh my god oh yeah. my god but then you just need a bit of organization oh, i don't know this is <sighs> i just want an election phil it's all i want my kingdom for an election for who will run my kingdom (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly exactly but instead we're going to sit around and wait for all the 90 year olds to agree that rishi sunak is going to do the best by their pension funds it just feels like it's been austerity since we graduated uni doesn't it yeah yeah and yeah and the development from that austerity is apparently a worse austerity yeah, austerity's gone so well for the last decade that everything's still on fire and we need to have more badness. Yeah, but it's Brexit, you know? That's Brexit. Brexit is when when the country voted for Brexit, it voted for more austerity, it voted to be poor, and it voted um, to be an international laughing stock for a generation at least. How How soon... How soon can we undo it? How soon after you have announced to um, your entire school that you are going to make a functioning pair of wings and then you jump off the school (laughs) roof and you smash your bones? How soon do you announce to the school that you're abandoning Project Eagle? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, I think you have to wait till enough of the students graduate this and leave the school, if yeah. you catch my analogy, Pierre. <laughs> um, they go to the big university of life in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> they go to the big UCAS form in the sky. Yeah, um, and well, are they still doing polls on how many, how much of the country still actually fucking wants Brexit? Surely, at this point, most of the country wants doesn't want it anymore. You'd think so, but then I think it's like there's astonishing graphs about how immigration everyone like got really friendly towards immigration the two years after brexit because it was like they'd busted their big hate nut and right interesting in their relief they'd gone no we like immigrants now that we can be sure that they deserve it which is not the case because it was still operating on the same rules it was just a completely emotional outburst um but then maybe i don't know like would people then go oh no we can't go back to that because then blah would start happening again and then like for blah insert something bad here but maybe if we went back we could say because half the stuff that made brexity people brexity and gave the daily mail fuel and the sun was policies that that the uk didn't have to follow anyway we could have just not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah we just do what the french do and just make up the rules as you go and pay a fine every now and then i mean why not i don't know all right is that what they do seem to be especially with the agricultural stuff you know what French farmers are like? Parking a tractor on the highway and burning a load of barrels and whatever. Oh, those fucking frogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't think it will. It's, it's very unlikely it will go to the members at all today. It'd be it would be interesting. I'd love if it didn't. Because even if it did, and it was just Rishi on the ballot, do they still get to vote no? Oh no no no! If it's only one, if it's if it's only Rishi, he becomes PM. They don't go to a vote. It only goes to a vote if there's more than one uh, nominee. If, if if only if there's more than one person who's got a hundred MPs backing them. Oh, thank so if God. it's just okay. Rishi, he becomes prime minister. Yeah yeah. Well, it'll it'll thank- only go to the members if 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 Penny Mordaunt gets a hundred. Well, I say thank God, but I mean Penny Mordaunt is 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 a much more sensible and center center-bound person than Rishi so like in reality I should be praying that she's on it and praying that the members somehow choose her but um yeah but I think there's more tr- I mean the thing now is like trust in Britain as as a, as a financial least sensible country and I think because Rishi Sunak is a known is a known asset in that regard it'll probably be a little better for for the markets and all that sort of thing. And also, we want someone who is sensible that we don't descend into utter hell over the next two years, but also unpopular enough that Labour win the next general election. Yeah, Not I think... Mordant, I think, would, would be that popular. Would be too popular. Yeah, I think that's true. Because Rishi Sunak gave us lots of, you know, lovely money to help us all not die of starvation from COVID times. But equally, yeah. he's like very, very pro-austerity and anti helping people out with money yeah and and pro brexit um oh god yes he is yep. but, <laughs> but and also now he he can't buy everyone's favor because there's no money left to give out so yeah it'll be interesting yep oh god well you know in in, in other in other news about disappointing outcomes for some people um we have a shocking <laughs> we have a shocking secret to share with you listeners um we are going to do 
a bud pod live but before you cheer and jump out of your seat and run to the window and ask the boy in the street what day this is <laughs> before you do all that um 11th of february 2023 we advertised bud pod live exclusively to patrons and it sold out just from the patreon yes the lord giveth and the lord taketh away we're sorry yep if um if you didn't manage to get a ticket but i mean it's a great advert for being on the patreon because you find out about these things first yeah it's true um but the headline is we i we finally we finally overcame the naysayers i aka me <laughs> and and decided to do a bud pod live yep. just to stick it to the man and that man being me <laughs> i said it would never happen and by God, I've proved myself wrong. And I hope I learn from that. The repressive um, dictatorship of Phil Wang has been overthrown and replaced with the generous, open-handed God-emperor of Phil Wang. <laughs> um, I'm eating humble pie that I have baked myself and I'm feeding myself. And that you like. <laughs> and that I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, fear not, listeners. Because this event sold out basically in two days, three days, e.g. the advance notice period the Patreon uh, subscribers got, we will be looking into doing another one in London as a result because it took us by surprise how much, how much hunger, vicious hunger there was, clearly. But also keep in mind that we will, as because we've promised, promised it, we will have to announce it to the patrons first. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that our patrons are basically like a Tory party membership <laughs> and they have an outweighed influence on, on the Bud Pod. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if you if you sign up to our Patreon, you find out about these things first and you get uh, first dibs on, on tickets to, to any live Bud Pods we do. But uh, worry not if you missed out on this one. We will, we will book in another live Bud Pod at some point. Yes, and in theory, if we find if we can do it close enough to the February one, the patrons will be so sated that they won't need to come see another one, and you guys will get a better shot. Yes, or maybe they'll be so disgusted they won't want to come see another one. Yes. Either way, your quid's in. That's right. And if you are feeling like in the new year you would like to experience Bud Pod Vibes live, do not forget, for the love of God, that I'm doing my Edinburgh Fringe show, Why Can't I Just Enjoy Things, from the 30th of January to the 4th of February. Yes, go, go, go. Go, go, go. Soho Theatre, oh. downstairs, cabaret seating, small tables, bar downstairs, but also upstairs, depending. Good time. Also... Just a reminder that if you live in the UK or Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, or Northern Ireland, um, please get on my website because I'm on going on tour there in spring. I'm coming to you whether you live in England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, or the Republic of Ireland. Thank you. And depending on what date you see, Phil, you might see a familiar face before it's you see Phil. It's true. It's Boris Johnson. He's got another He's, gig. He, Boris is opening for me. Boris Johnson's opening for me. I'm I'm very excited to have Boris Johnson opening for me on my tour. Um, I I think he's learnt from his mistakes. I think he's a new man. I think what you're going to see is the Boris Johnson I've always known, with very, uh, very um, 
uh, responsible. Yep. Thoughtful. Yep. And funny man. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, is there a particular date that you and Boris are looking forward to, Phil? Um, I'm looking forward to them all, really. Some of the rooms are quite big. The big, even for as big a personality as me and Boris Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if, if we can fill those rooms out. But I, for for prudent reasons, am equally excited about every single city I'm going to. Ah. Exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no favorite children. No. Non public, anyway. Um, we are four minutes away from finding out, Phil, if Rishi Sunak, Rishi Sunak is the first ever non white prime minister. Yeah, that'd be quite something, eh? The first the ever big... non Christian prime minister as well. Oh, God. <coughs> Excuse me. God. Yep. Yes, that, that is something. Yeah, that's how Pierre reacts to, to the news now. If he's really surprised, he'll sneeze. I sneeze. I react to I react to any diversity milestones by sneezing, like some terrible yeah. <laughs> biological racist. Um, yes, that's true. I had not even considered that because in my head, so many British politicians are basically atheists anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even like David Cameron and Boris Johnson both said the same weird um, analogy for when they got asked if they were Christian as well. They like literally word for word said the same thing. What did they say? They said their Christian faith was like a um, a radio station that you're trying to ch- like you're tuned into when you're driving through the Cotswolds. Okay. Through all the valleys. So, so, like, hmm. so like sometimes that you can hear it and sometimes it goes away. Like it fades in and out, but it's kind of always there. Yeah, that's a decent analogy, I suppose. Yeah, but creepy that they both used it word for word exactly the same. But didn't Boris just copy David Cameron? Yeah, but even that's creepy because no one ever said, oh, you're copying me or whatever. It's more like, it feels more like a strategic, almost like something they learned at Eton, just to go, well, say this if anyone uh, asks. Uh, 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 uh. There's something yeah. eerie about it because there's copying and then there's copying something. Like a phrase to be copied is one thing, but an entire paragraph that's about your spiritual outlook on the world, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that does. Yeah, that does feel prepared and agreed upon it feels like someone's <clears throat> gone practice um say it's like a radio station that keeps fading in and out um when you're driving through uh, what's somewhere that t- conservatives love uh, the cotswolds yes bang on perfect 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, first non-white prime minister, uh, first non-Christian prime minister, first Hindu prime minister. Um, at least I saw on Twitter that he's, he's Hindu. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that... I mean, I guess it's not quite the the significant milestone it would be had Rishi Sunak been elected by the yeah. public. Um, that, that, that milestone is probably yet to come. I mean, it is yet to come, but still, it's, it's very notable that that um, that we very likely have a first non-white prime minister. Then we will have had uh, um, female prime ministers and a non-white prime minister. Your turn, America. <laughs> yeah, they got there ahead of us with non-white, but no ladies so far. No ladies. No ladies. Oh, some, I've just, I'm just Googling it. Um, Rishi Sunak will be named, potentially be named Prime Minister on Diwali. It is Diwali today. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up knowing it as Dipavali. In Malaysia, it was, Diwali was always called Dipavali. Really? I don't know why it's something. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know it's why a it's a different dialect. Different. It must be, yeah. Dipavali. Okay. Yes, it says he is Hindu, actually. Because sometimes it's like, uh, isn't there, wasn't there someone... A British British Asian who was like, yeah, but no, like they just sort of said, yeah, nothing really. Was that Pretty Patel? What? Ah, uh, it was I mean, another one of the Tories. It was one of the current describing the contents of her heart. <laughs> um, yeah, there's nothing in there really. Yeah, yeah, just you know, it's like knocking on a big hollow wooden chest. Oh shit! Penny Mordaunt's withdrawn. You're joking. Yeah. God yep, damn. Yep, yep. Penny Mordaunt has withdrawn. Dishy Rishi, the short king, is Prime Minister of the UK, looks like. We now have two kings. King Charles and a short king. Yeah, Penny Mordaunt withdrawn. What what is her her statement? Our party is our membership. Boo. Whether we are elected representatives, activists, fundraisers, or supporters, we all have a stake in who our leader is. Where are you seeing this? These are unprecedented times. I, this is Penny Morden's. She's just put out this statement. On Twitter? Yeah. Penny Morden. Keep going. Um, these are unprecedented times. Yeah, we know, Penny. Despite <laughs> the compressed timetable for the leadership contest, it is clear that colleagues feel we need certainty today. They have taken this decision in good faith for the good of the country, like they always do. <laughs> Members should know that this proposition has been fairly and thoroughly tested by the agreed 1922 process. As a result, we have now chosen our next Prime Minister. This decision is an historic one and shows, once again, the diversity and talent of our party. Does that mean, is that an allusion to him being Indian? Rishi has my full support I'm proud of the campaign we ran and grateful to all those what campaign? it was two days I'm proud of the campaign we ran and grateful to all those across all sides of our party who gave me their backing all five of them we all owe it to the country to each other and to Rishi to unite and work together for the good of the nation we owe it there to Rishi there is much work to be done yeah we owe it all to the country to each other and to Rishi To yeah that's odd isn't it we owe he's, it to Rishi he's not my fucking uncle <laughs> Uh, she's she's phrased that like Rishi's notably gone through like a bit of a rough time lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone be nice to Rishi, okay? He's only just become prime minister, okay? 
very funny to lose to Liz Truss and then for her to just shit the bed so violently that you get the job anyway. <laughs> also, this I, I fucking hate this this pretending to, to to be stepping aside for the sake of unity in the country when is simply because you didn't get enough backing. Yeah, sort of go like uh, I I will nobly surrender my empty gun <laughs> that has no bullets. Pound latest. It's funny to it's funny to uh, see. Imagine being Boris Johnson and knowing that when you fly back to your country to try and save it, the currency crashes. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, the, the the yeah the chart of the value of the pound follows the descent of his plane into Gatwick. It's the same shape <laughs> as, the, as the plane lands. The the pound just sinks. Yeah, the, the pound shape. the pound's at its strongest when the plane is trying to fly directly into the sun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. How about that? Our first non-white, well, our first Indian heritage prime minister on Diwali. Mm -hmm. That's quite something. That's quite the coincidence. It's also like, I always knew that the first time that we had a non-white prime minister, it would be a Tory. Yeah, I mean, this is a thing in it. And you, you, I mean, you can make like arguments for, well, you know, the Conservative Party is the one that really uh, is open to all as long as you share the same values. But also it's just a, it's just a numbers game. The Odds are the Conservative Party is in charge. So odds are if there is going to be a female a female prime minister or a prime minister of color is going to be under a Tory gov government just because they are usually in charge. But maybe yeah. maybe I'm being generous to Labour there. Maybe Labour does, does have a problem. But anyway, we have our first PMOC. <laughs> <laughs> we have a PMOC. We have a first PMOC. You finally have a PMOC. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Um. Gosh, yes. And if it was Penny Mordaunt, we could have had a PM PM. Yes, that was her, that was her, her slogan, her campaign slogan, PM for a PM. A PM for a PM. It's time for a PM squared. Yeah. Do you think she's going to get a cool job now that she said a nice thing? I don't know. Has she left it too late? I mean, she literally... Mm. She, 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 she dropped out at the deadline. I don't think that counts. <laughs> she she dropped out at the deadline of 2 p.m. She dropped out the minute she had to. <laughs> Very noble. Yeah. Very noble from Penny. Um I don't uh, I don't know. I don't know. We need an election, please. We do need an election. We def desperately need an election. But they're not going to do it, not no time soon. And they're going to say it's for the sake of stability, but it's because they would be trounced. Yeah, but that would be so. It'd be so funny to go for an election and for them to get down to like, like a lib dem number of MPs. Mm, yeah, that would be so I mean, the, the, funny. According to um, one poll, was it last week? The SNP would become the opposition party if we had a general election. <laughs> oh my god! Isn't that cra crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Well, then it would just... Do you think then that the UK would just degenerate into like a sort of should we exist or not election battle constantly? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if the SNP was the opposition party, it would just be the government 
and then the opposition party who just who wants to be in a different country <laughs> that would be a first surely yeah well you, you, you just have to stand up every day and just gesture around the room and go i don't think any of this should even be happening uh yeah yeah we're just standing up and saying i don't want to be here <laughs> uh but yeah cool here we go first ever non-white prime minister i mean that's something do you think that'll become a thing at, at all do you think um this is the this is the issue that the progressive left will always have which is that diversity is not always progressive at least not by their standards so isn't yeah i wonder if i wonder if there'll be any sort of celebration from the traditional left of having a first non-white prime minister yeah they wanted so badly to have their obama moment pierre so badly <laughs> the british can you think about that <laughs> i mean and they it, well the british left will never have that now no that's true that's that's gone forever isn't it i hadn't thought about that yeah yeah oh god yeah no no chance literally mm. oh mm-hmm. man Yes, that's true. That? I don't think we'll see any celebration. I mean, there was that there was that li- there was that Labour MP who had to get suspended for a bit or in trouble or something for saying that Kwasi Kwarteng was like, what did she say? He's only technically oh, black or something. Y- y- yeah, superficially black. I think she said. Yeah, it's not great stuff. Not useful. But again, and this is where Kiyostama is good. Just instantly, she was um, uh, ejected from the party. I think. Oh no, suspended. Instantly suspended. Um, so yeah, but this is a problem that the far left has. They they're so they're so obsessed with race that they sometimes go full one eighty and say some real racist shit under the guise of being progressive because apparently they decide what what a black person thinks or what a non white person thinks. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, I can't wait to see the hot hot takes from people with twitter brain disease yeah yeah i I reckon there'll be a couple of things like putting aside politics we have we should take a moment to appreciate where the the country's got to a place where we have a a non-white prime minister i guess if Um, i was um a propagandist yes you know yeah trying to get hot takes on shit i would say well it's a good thing it didn't go to the uh, the members because of they are racist, and they would have said no. Yeah, I mean, I I I I don't think I think that's pretty likely. I reckon if it did go to the members, Penny Morden would have won. I mean, that's not based on very much, but that's my my inkling. It's it's your vibe check. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. Well, we'll see. But how momentous! It's finally happened. The UK has gone. Uh, well, how many? We'd had th- t- thanks to Liz Truss, and I was already forgetting her name. Ha 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 ha. Um, three female prime ministers. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Um, three FPMs, and now a, what did you say? A P. A PMOC. A PMOC. <laughs> Color. Yes, a P mark. We finally have our own well, P mark. Also, wasn't wasn't Liz Trust the first prime minister not to have gone to private school or to have gone to comprehensive? Um, is that right? 
surely just the first Tory Prime Minister not to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She can't have been the first okay, one yeah. ever. That would be insane. Right, yeah, first Tory. We'd have heard nothing but facts that no Prime Minister has ever not been to state school. Because I think John Major went to state school. Oh, but he was a Tory Prime Minister. Oh, did he go to a grammar? Oh, hang on. This is going to bug me. We've got to clear this up. <laughs> it's a disgrace in any case, Pierre. It is a disgrace. I think we've still not taken stock of just how weird Liz Truss was. She's I just a think... flat-out weird person. We never got the chance to see the full extent of how deeply unsettling she is. Yeah. Liz Truss has claimed she's the first Prime Minister to have attended comprehensive school. What does that mean? What, what is comprehensive school again? Uh, comprehensive is a, is a state school that isn't selective in any way. It's just like the local school. Oh, oh, I see. And like a lot of schools that were grammars, but state schools became comps or are still grammars, depending on where in the country you are. But you have to pass a test to get in. Well, I'm afraid she's not... A great advert for the com- for comprehensive schools, <laughs> as uncomfortable as that is. Well, her dad, her dad is a professor of mathematics. So, what the hell does he Very think? Odd. Well, you know how kids rebel. Yeah. So if you she's rebelled by being shit at maths. If it's if it's a state funded place like a grammar, then like John Major State School, Margaret Thatcher State School, James Callaghan State School, Harold Wilson State School, Edward Heath State School. Okay, fair enough. Fair but enough. I think those are all grammars and very selective and, you know, property market. You just oh, buy a house next door and blah, blah, blah. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, there we have it. Our first um, PMOC um, and I'll say it. He's fuckable. There. I said it. Okay. <laughs> Let's draw a line under it and move on like grown-ups, okay? Um but yeah, we should probably do some a tiny bit of correspondence. We have a couple of minutes left. We'll do a, a blob of correspondence from a little dab. Yeah, just dab some correspondence. Yeah, a little open a little bottle of correspondence and sniff it and put it back in our coat, <laughs> like in a, a a dodgy a dodgy cop at a film. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um we have a message from uh, Georgina. Georgina, have you seen her? She's here. She's here, so you keep your eyes peeled. Wait, is this old? Is this old correspondence? Oh, I wish people wouldn't... Oh, no, maybe this is not... I mean, it is all old correspondence because of our, our t- awful pace, but... No, I don't think I have read this. Let's see. See if you've... it sounds familiar as I read it, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgina says, Dear Poostage and Peekaging. <laughs> no, I think I would have remembered that. Yeah, I think we'd remember that. That's good. But, Yes, she says, first of all, I need to apologize to Pierre for my fiancé and, and, and me accosting him after one of his shows at the Camden Fringe. Spurred on by mm. a significant volume of low-quality Merlot, I felt that my praise for the show <laughs> and the podcast should not be redacted, but spilled over you in a tumbler of delighted verbal diarrhea. Oh, that's nice. 
Um, I think I remember this. That it was a, we need to catch up with our correspondence somehow, but you know that's that's always been the case. Twas ever thus. You were very nice and modestly accepting my compliments. I'm not sure if you're aware, but we both when we both told you that we were historians, my partner then got into a conversation with the brilliant Alex Keeley, who had misheard and asked him what kind of historians we are. <laughs> yes. I do funny. remember this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember Alec going, you're historians. <laughs> it's like, no, no. It was about, <laughs> about piss. <laughs> Poor Alex. That, yeah. That, that, yeah, that must have been a real anticlimax when he found out. Yeah. He said, she, she says, I think he was disappointed to learn that rather than being scholars of modern European history or ancient civilizations, we are in fact just people who have heard an inordinate number of stories about people shitting themselves in every way imaginable. <laughs> Um, da, 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 da. I've recommended the podcast to lots of people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you I am an obstetrician and gynecologist. <gasps> Obs and gyne. Obs and gyne. She... Now there's a cop duo. Obs and gyne. Obs and gyne. Sergeant, Sar- Sergeant Obs and De- Detective Gyne. <laughs> That's cool. They call us Obs and Gyne because we're always looking into cunts. Nice. That's what they. That's what he'd say to the mafia boss to kind of unnerve him and and kind of be a cool tough guy. And then Gainey pops his head around and goes, "Plus, we always deliver." Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> and the magnifying glass is also a speculum. They can just open people's orifices. Nice. With it. <laughs> um, I'm an obstetrician and gynecologist, so as you can imagine. The people I work with have fairly strong stomachs regarding... uh, uh, Orifices. Yeah, the people I work with have fairly strong stomachs and jokes regarding bodily fluids are commonplace. One person I haven't yet been able to recommend the podcast to, however, is my five-year-old niece. Yes. Ah, well, not too late. No. Um, I don't know if podcasts have an age advisory certificate, but I suspect her ears are a little too young for Bud Pod just yet. However, as this story shows, I think she'll be a pod bud in the future. Mm. Mm. Um, I like the idea that a large chunk of our most dedicated listeners are like graphic designers and medical professionals. Yes, yes. It, I think it reflects very well on on us and on the cerebral nature of our poo chat. Definitely. Mm. So the story, aesthetic nature of our yes, the aesthetic nature, the, the high designs, quality. Yeah. Uh, so the story is, I recently had my family over to my new house, including the ever-growing cohort of children that my sisters have been busy producing over the last few years. <laughs> the nation owes you a great debt. Um, <laughs> the oldest of which are my five-year-old niece, Jess, and my four-year-old nephew, Seb. I was retrieving something from upstairs and could hear them playing in the next room, where they stumbled upon an as-yet-unopened door. No. <gasps> Mm. Secret door. What do you think is in there? Said Jess in a stage whisper. I don't know, said Seb, with trepidation. Maybe unicorns or treasure. Although I did see a ghost earlier, so he might live in there. Are these children trying to prove that they're children to someone? Are they trying to to prove to anyone listening that they're children? Are they not children? Are they aliens in disguise as children? They're undercover cops. (laughs) <laughs> it's Obs and Gyne. <laughs> of course. Undercover as kids, yeah. Try not to blow their cover, yeah. 
<laughs> it would be so hard to explain to a kid what you meant if you if you said to a kid while they were talking this gibberish. God, you're being such a classic kid right now. Great work. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They've not they've not developed their meta capabilities. No, no. Um, I don't know, said Seb with trepidation, maybe unicorns or treasure, although I did see a ghost earlier, so he might live in there, which is good logic from Seb, I think. Also so casually dropped that he's seen a ghost. <laughs> although, to be fair, I did see a ghost earlier, so there might be he might be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even scared. <laughs> yeah. Like you saw a bird. <laughs> um Let's have a look, exclaimed Jess, barely containing her excitement at the possibilities that lay ahead. Jess is by far the bravest of all the cousins and takes her role as pack leader very seriously. Ah, yes, mm. yes, yes. Good for Jess. I heard the sound of an opening door and then a cry from Jess. It's the toilet! <laughs> Followed by delighted screams and the sound of small feet <laughs> running inside onto the tiled floor. What? Uh, what are, they do sound like bad pod listeners yeah why are they so excited by the toilet <laughs> i passed the door of the bathroom a few seconds later to see jess pointing at the toilet in fits of giggles shouting to seb people do poos in there she was doubled over she was doubled over with laughter while Seb stood next to her, looking between her and the toilet with a bemused expression. That's so funny. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean well Seb's <laughs> jaded. He's seen a ghost today, so Yeah, he's already seen a ghost. He's expecting a lot more out of this. I mean he was starting at Unicorn. So yeah, for it was to just be the place where people poop. His opening bid, a bit of a was Unicorn, that's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> I spoke to my sister about the encounter, and she exasperatedly explained that to Jessica, farts and poos are the funniest thing imaginable. Oh, good girl. Good girl, Jess. Wise. Wise beyond her years. A clever child. Out of the mouths of babes. Yes. Apparently, she brags quite frequently to her parents when she does a big poo or a particularly smelly fart. Yep. Wow. And what has, a legend, Jess. Yeah. And has she's taken gonna be a lot of she's gonna be a real fun fun gal. Party lady. Party lady. Party farty lady. Party toilet woman. <laughs> That's a costume, Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> party toilet woman. Party toilet woman. Um uh, she brags and she has taken to calling her farts Barnaby for no reason that her parents can explain. Barnaby. That's funny. That's funny. E.g., I did a Barnaby earlier that smelled of eggs. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> Gosh, she's hardcore even for us. Yeah, she's already using slightly abstract language. That's good. A Barnaby. Yeah. I wonder where she's gone that from. Midsummer murders? No. <laughs> I can only imagine what her three-year-old sister is going to be subjected to as they grow up together. As I say... When she is old enough, I think I may cement my reputation as favourite aunt by introducing her to this podcast on a whole world of poo-related comedy. God, I don't know how many po- episodes there will be to catch up on then. <laughs> I think by then we'll be in the Library of Congress, won't we? Stored as a historical artefact. <laughs> we'll BBC get a- archives. Just like a cin- cine- the pathé. There'll be pathé footage of us. Black and white. <laughs> slightly juddery. 
talking yeah. about shit and piss. Yeah. Comedians, uh, young comedians in 70 years would just be like, I mean, when you look back at, 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 the, at the way that they talked about poo, I mean, it's just the, it's the reason that we have uh, Channel Poo today. <laughs> uh, toilet Hour. I mean, all the greats really started from there. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- things you couldn't imagine the comedy landscape without um, are only here <laughs> because to Phil and Pierre. Um, she continues, I will need to warn Jess to be careful of where she listens to the podcast, however, as I learned to my own detriment recently. I was getting an Uber home from work after a particularly busy day. Um, I'm a grumpy and cynical millennial, therefore I do not like making small talk with anyone. And I also Mm -hmm. detest listening to the sound of awful, that fucking hellfire that is LBC. Here, here. Mm. Oh, the other day I got in an Uber and he was blasting Alex Jones. No. It was just an Alex Jones show. Just like just crazy fucking Alex Jones shit. Really? And I was like, here we go. And as I looked at the how much time was left in the ride, and it was one hour. No. Yeah, Alex. I never actually listen. I never. I've never met anyone actually plays Alex Jones, let, let alone played it like out loud in public. And he was just blasting it. And then, and then, like, weirdly late into the journey, he was like, so how's your day been? <laughs> and we started talking, and he. He so from what I can gather, he believes that we. He, he kept talking about celestial beings. Oh, this sounds like David Icke territory. Yeah, we were put here by celestial beings, and he said we, like early humans, we 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 developed too quickly. We developed quickly than we should have, and that can only be explained because celestial beings came down right. and taught us how to govern. And then I said, but systems of government have changed within the last like recent history so what is it? and he said well yeah when then they came down and they changed it um i mean this, this to, to to go to your point about not engaging with these conversations <laughs> i i engaged with like um the best of uh what's it good what's it called arguing good um faith good faith yeah and i mean i knew he wasn't i was not going to convince him that it was not celestial beings but i still enjoyed chatting to him I enjoyed it. But I was, I was also relieved to get out of the car. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Blasting Alex Jones. Never come across that before. What Did you hear anything particularly mental? It was about COVID. It was about the vaccines. Yeah. Um, I couldn't... I, I tried my best to tune out, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. It is difficult to, yeah. to argue with a man for whom the answer to everything is the phrase celestial beings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's yeah. my rent? Celestial beings took it, etc. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, sorry, you need to. Go, yeah. In order to avoid exactly that fate, um, she says, I therefore decided to spend my journey home listening to the episode of Bud Pod that I had started that morning. Mm. Good choice. No, that's good. Nice in the Uber. Yeah. Not wanting to seem rude, I politely told the driver that I needed to listen to something for work, so I wouldn't be able to oh. talk for the remainder of the journey. I am so honored to be mm. part of this particular lie because it's a lie I indulge in all the time. <laughs> of course he couldn't be annoyed about that, she says. Yep. Mm. Mm. He turned down the radio as I put in my headphones and pressed play on my phone, excited to listen to my favorite podcast and put the stress of the day behind me. Oh, nice. Lovely. Immediately I knew something was wrong. Oh, no. 
Instead of being played directly into my ears, Pierre's booming voice, hello, was suddenly projected out of my phone speaker at full volume. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It happens. As I fumbled with my phone to press pause, (laughs) Pierre had just enough time to say, quote, there he was, with his pants around his ankles, covered in vomit and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, considering considering her line of work, that might have been for work. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Yeah, that could easily be for work. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Although it would more likely have been she, I suppose, if it's Obst and Kiney. Yes, unless a, a husband is talking a about the husband who is yeah w- watching really and, bad reaction and losing his mind. <laughs> Just at the... um, with the sound of Phil's laughter in the background, uh, she says, "I caught the eyes of the driver in the rearview mirror as I managed to reconnect my phone to my headphones." <laughs> Attempting and failing to look unfazed. <laughs> I'm not sure to this day whether the driver thought that it was just a very inappropriate comment during a call or whether he rightly suspected I was lying and discovered I actually live a bum-bum life and find poo and vomit hilarious. Either way, he was silent for, re- for the rest of the journey, aside from the courtesy, have a good evening, when he dropped me off. I was tempted to use, I'm a doctor, as an excuse. Or- <laughs> Or saying, okay, thank you. But instead I sloped off quietly and gave him five stars and a tip for his silence. (laughs) (laughs) A tip for your silence, boy. (laughs) Like a Jack the Ripper escaping in a a handsome cab. That's funny. A tip for your silence. (laughs) Tip for your silence. Keep up the good work, Koji Georgie. Thanks, Georgie. Um, So... Absolutely thrilled once again with the um, the prestigious nature of our list- listenership, um, and it's good to know that even the good and the great doctors, the Opus and Gynae specialists, are unwinding at the day at the end of the day with with Bud Pod. Yes, yes. Um, the various PSs she attaches there are wipe dispensers at her gym called Wipe Pod, so that she says that could be good merchandise. Oh yeah, um, she've, she's attached a wall of tat where she's found another version of the man cave rules, which are, are basically the same as the previous ones, but are written in a kind of um, a more caveman-y way. Uh, man controls all remotes, uh, things like that. Repellent. No, no, no. no. Um, and PPPPS, she says, I love the Netflix special, Phil, incredible work. Also happy to hear I can oh, perform a, a Chinese accent in public now. Thank you for the green light. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean still do be careful i won't always be around to tell everyone it's okay so yeah um, I, phil phil could yeah. you just tweet your mobile number so people can ring you and they're in an argument about that <laughs> um okay great well thank you very much for the correspondence thank you for listening everybody we will let you know when there are more live bud pod opportunities but in the meantime take the substitute drug of my Soho theatre run and Phil's mm-hmm. tour show, please. Yes, please, please, please. Until next time, see you soon. Um, and I wonder who will be Prime Minister next week. For Bye-bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.